You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. With the tech stand call lines open, where do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to end up? Does Nathaniel Hackett going to the the Jets as their offensive coordinator, one of the coaches, he he has a history being a a coordinator for for, uh, Rodgers in Green Bay. Does that make the Jets the favorite? 757-687-9494. 757-687-9494. Get your thoughts in now. Robbie, what's the defense of Jeff, Sat- of Jeff Saturday? Brian from Chesapeake says, if the Colts would have won all four of the one-possession games with Saturday as the coach, would he be a lock to be the next head coach? Here's the thing. He had poor clock management, which is the reason why they lost some of those <laughs> one-possession games. Yeah, if, if they won those games, he'd be a better coach. Like, we can go back to the beginning, right? It, 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 they went one and seven, so he should not be the head coach. And that's the, the, like, there's more details to it, but that's the easiest way to say it. If they went five and two, he likely would be the head coach. But to go five and two, he would have had to have been a better coach. So if he were a better coach, they'd go five and two. Then they get the it's, – it's – Yes, if we go back and change what happened, then things could be a little bit different. It's, it's, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Like, I, I feel like, do you think that's what Jim Mercer is saying? He's like, they were all close. They count in my book. Almost beat the Eagles. Almost. They did almost beat the Eagles. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. You think and that's what it could come down to? If the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Then they were close. Then they were close to beating them, which means Jeff Saturday gets another they could shot. They be the second-best team in the league. There you go. Aaron Rodgers, where is he going to end up? Is, I mean, this is a, a seasonal thing, right? The, the biggest blockbuster of every late winter, early uh, spring broadcast is Aaron Rodgers. Where is he going to be this year? Like, where is in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Um, I, I think it's fair to start looking at timelines of things, right? Can we all agree that Aaron Rodgers is intentional with his words and his communication? He doesn't uh, just go willy-nilly. Like, he's not going to pop up on a podcast that his buddy texted him like at 2.30 in the afternoon, hey, do you have some time? And by 2.45, he's talking on a podcast. He, he sets up contracts, and it's weekly, and he, it's uh, long, uh, longer than 10, 12 minutes. It's a half hour, and... Everything he says is handpicked. So, so I think we can parse some of the things that he's said and, and, and mine them for more meaning. But it's not just them, right? It's also teams reacting to what he's saying. It's insiders that uh, the insider game is always kind of a little sketchy, right? Who's telling you this? Why are you releasing this? So we can look at this whole organism around Aaron Rodgers and, and put together some connections. Two days ago, the news came out in this order. Adam Schefter said the Packers wouldn't be trading Rodgers to another NFC team. Okay, little little fun fact. Thanks, Adam. I don't know who told you that, but thank you. Then Peter King, another insider reporter covering the NFL, said it would take two first-round picks to get Rodgers in a trade. All right. So it's an AFC team that's trading. You have to give up two picks. Also, Peter King, same day, later in the article, said it would take two first-round picks to get Rodgers in a trade, and then Jets owner Woody Johnson would be willing to give up the two picks. Hmm. All of this. Start. Then Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee, 
the the show that he appears on weekly, uh, Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays, I believe they call it. And uh, he talks about the contract and how it might change if he does return to play. Here's Rodgers' exact words on McAfee. I don't think there'd be a scenario where I'd come back and that would be the number. I think it, it would definitely, definitely things would have to shift. Things would have to shift. So he's willing to rework his deal. So it's almost like, right, the, the Packers said, yeah, we'll do it, but we'll only do it to the AFC. And then the Jets said, well, we'll do it and we'll give you your price. We were an AFC team. And then Rodgers said, well, if you do it and you give them their price, I'll rework my contract. And then the Jets said, well, this is perfect. We're going to start working on negotiating for a guy you like, Nathaniel Hackett, for offensive coordinator. It'll take us about two days to iron out the details. Is that cool? And then they hired Nathaniel Hackett for their offensive coordinator job earlier today. Is that enough Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs to say, like, they've all been, been circling each other and they've all been working this out? Are they... You know, to use the football analogy, are they on the two-yard line looking to score or are they still midfield, but they've, you know, picked up a couple first downs? Is this, is this going to happen? And then if it does happen, is it great? Or is it a lot of effort to, to get a quarterback that's a little past his prime, a coordinator that just got his, his butt kicked for a year as the head coach of, of, of Denver? Uh, you don't have your two first-round picks and – you're not in the NFC. That last one doesn't doesn't really <laughs> affect good or bad. But this is this is high stakes poker, right? I, I don't know if it's bluffing. I don't know if you're trying to to communicate with with another player. It's high stakes poker in that uh, everything that was just said by all of those groups that I mentioned. That's a big thing they were willing to say. The Packers said. Yeah, we'll trade him to the AFC. Trading Aaron Rodgers is not a small thing, right? And then, and then, according to Peter King, the Jets said we'd be willing to give up two first-round picks. Trading two first-round picks is not a small thing. And then Aaron Rodgers said, I'll rework my deal. He's guaranteed $60 million. If he's willing to rework his deal, it's not a small thing, right? All of the, And then hiring an offensive coordinator who's coming off, I mean – an embattled year, like I, I don't know, that's a nice way to put it. A very, very rough season as the head coach of, of Denver. He didn't even make it a full season before losing his job. Like that's not a small, all of these are big swings. And, and the more effort, the more resources you put into a move like this, the more you need it to work like gangbusters. And, and, and then think of the rest, right? Uh, Aaron Rodgers has essentially worked for two coaches in his career, Mike McCarthy, Matt LaFleur, and there was a dip when he first started working with Matt LaFleur. Now, once it hit its stride, he went back-to-back MVPs, and, and obviously it was a huge successful relationship. But if you go to, to the Jets and there's a dip, well, then you're 42, right? The, the, there's not enough time for a dip. So you have to not only go, your relationship with Hackett has to pick up right where it left off. This is, this is big swings, high leverage, high difficulty, and the Jets are all in. The, the Jets are simply saying, yes, right? We are interested. We want to know what you're up to. We, we want you to call us. We want you to, to keep us updated. We want it all. And, and you know, we'll go to K-Dub on the, on the text line, which you can text in as well, 757-687-9494. Uh, 
Robbie, go ahead and, and, and give us what uh, K-Dub's saying. If the Jets can pull this off, it's huge for them. It makes them an immediate contender. I'm not so certain. I really like, and I'm not saying that the Jets it certainly doesn't. I'm saying I'm not so certain it does. Because of everything I just mentioned, the fit, uh, I really like the, what the Jets have done with young players. Um, you know, one of my kind of wild and crazy out there stats are, uh, I think it's 10. Uh, of the 18 Rookie of the Weeks, four different Jets won at least one this year, and they won 10 total. Sauce Gardner won a bunch. Garrett Wilson won a bunch. Uh, Zonovan Knight took one home. Brees Hall was getting them done early in the year. So their young stars are young stars. I'm just not 100% positive that airlifting and parachuting in Aaron Rodgers at the expense it would take in a new offense, in a new city, with new everything is automatically going to go straight to the head of the class. And they still have a, they're still in a pretty tough division. I mean, Miami's still there. The ah. Bills are still there. The Patriots are always kind of around. But, I mean, I think it makes them a playoff team. I don't know if it makes them a contender. Tough division. Well, we, I mean, let, let's break it down very quickly here. Uh, Miami has a, a quarterback that can't stay healthy. The the Patriots just realized for the first time they need to have offensive coaches. And uh, and, and the Buffalo Bills, are they have no teeth in the playoffs. Just to upset three full <laughs> fan bases as quickly as I can on a, on a Thursday. Uh, meanwhile, the Jets, of course they're contenders. That's upsetting the Jets fans because they're, they're like, no, 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 don't jinx us. We don't have this very often. Aaron Rodgers, where does he end up? 757-687-9494. Are the Jets a done deal? Again, the call-in number and the text number, same number, 757-687-9494. We'll get to some of your reactions as well as this is like a video game, right? At the beginning, you have to choose your weapon, like Mortal Kombat or something. I don't know if that's a good example. Choose your weapon. AFC Championship game. Jamar Chase or Travis Kelsey? Coming up next. The Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. In the pocket and calling the shots for Hampton Roads. It's the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. From the eighth, Mahomes on the run. Kelsey in the middle. Kelsey touchdown. Second and three. Burrow facing pressure. Goes over the top, wide open is Chase, and he splits the defenders for the touchdown. Choose your weapon. I feel like that's a video game thing, right? Choose your weapon. Are you, if you're a quarterback in the AFC Championship game, and, and we're going to debate, right, Burrow, Mahomes, till the cows come home. Everybody is. But if you are Burrow or you are, are Mahomes or you are a generic quarterback that has a chance to be in the AFC Championship game, which would you rather have as your number one option, Jamar Chase or Travis Kelsey? Because let's be real, Travis Kelsey, I mean, he's, he's a pass catcher. We'll, we'll just say pass catchers, right? Chase or Kelsey, that's the question. 757-687-9494. Before we get to that debate, uh, let's talk a little Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers, seems like the Jets are pulling out all the stops to get that guy to New York City. On the call-in line, we have Allen in Virginia Beach. You can call in. On that same number, 757-687-9494, just like Alan has. Alan, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say about Rodgers? Yes, sir. I just uh, have to say that I don't know why um, 
everybody wants him. He hasn't really won that much. He seems kind of a self-centered kind of person. Maybe that's just my opinion. But uh, What makes him self-centered? Because uh, he doesn't even mention wanting to win the Super Bowl. He's all worried about, you know, his personal awards. Uh, wait, but, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about the, uh, the McAfee uh, interview earlier where he said he, he thought he was healthy enough to win the MVP? Yes, yes. And, uh, okay, and th- then I, I just want to make sure we, we correct this. He he did say he wanted to win the Super Bowl before that. It's just the small clip that w- that went viral didn't include it. Uh, but he he did say the you know why play if you're not going to win the Super Bowl or not going to try to win the Super Bowl. Okay, right. I'll I'll I'll, I'll grant you that. But it seems like every every off season is a big um, is a big issue with him. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. That I is mean, true. Maybe yep. I'll. I would, I would probably be the same way. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm any better than anybody else, but it seems like uh, I don't know if the Jets would want that heartache on them. I'm sure they would love the upgrade, but I don't know if they would, you know, want that because in the next season, if he goes to the Jets, at the end of the season, he'll probably be doing the same thing. I don't know if I want to stay with the Jets. I might go somewhere else, and it seems like he's not. I don't know. I just get the vibe he's in it for himself. I don't. Maybe maybe it's just you know things I hear and see, but he hasn't really won anything big lately. Everybody knows that, but, you know, he is a good quarterback, so I guess he has that right. Okay. Alan, I appreciate the call. Um, here's here's the, the, the only qualm I, I have with it, and, and you're completely right about – uh, you know, every offseason it does seem like the will will he, won't he game becomes a thing and there's a drama element to it. And, and if that rubs you the wrong way, that's completely fair. But, uh, like, it, he hasn't won anything big recently is, is a really tough one for me to, to wrap my head around because, I mean, if, if, if you need him to win a Super Bowl or, you, like, you're not interested in, in bringing in a quarterback that hasn't won a Super Bowl as of late – I mean, there's not a not a ton of options there, right? It, the only one per year gets to win a Super Bowl, and as soon as guys start winning multiples, like you know, Brady's got a billion of them. Sure, you could bring in Brady, but if he doesn't want to come to your team, does that just say like, all right, well, it's Mahomes, uh, Nick Foles, um, <laughs> right? Like uh, Matt Stafford, those guys aren't available. I guess you could bring in Foles, but that's that's a, a, a strange deal there. Uh, the reason why everyone wants Rodgers, the reason why everyone puts up with Rodgers, is because he's. He's desirable. He's worth putting up for, right? He, he, if he stunk, the drama wouldn't even become drama because he would say, I don't know if I'm going to play this year, and the Packers would have said, fine, don't. And it would have been over. Like it, The reason why the drama is drama is because they want him, and, and a lot of people do. Uh, Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, 94.1. Let's talk uh, choosing your offensive weapon, okay? That's kind of the way I'm, I'm, I'm deciding to phrase this game, uh, which is, Chase or Kelsey? Five letters, pass catchers, last names. Chase or Kelsey? The quarterbacks are going to be debated. Who would you rather have as your quarterback's right-hand man or or best pass catcher? Everyone's in in the league. And this is what kind of inspired this. uh, This is what kind of inspired this question for me. It seems like everyone in the league is chasing having the the, – next high-priced number one wide receiver, right? Everybody needs a number one wide receiver. Uh, maybe Garrett Wilson will be a number one wide receiver. The Dolphins just traded a number one, traded for a number one wide receiver. And I'm thinking, should you be chasing the next Devontae Adams or should you be chasing the next Travis Kelsey or the current Travis Kelsey, right? I have to say, for this game, right, 
obviously, if you're bringing age into into play here, Chase would be the winner simply by the fact that you'd expect him to have a much longer career from this point forward. But if if I'm a quarterback and I'm playing this Sunday in the AFC Championship game, I want Travis Kelsey. Give me Travis Kelsey every single time. Not only because he's cheaper, right, or eventually will be. Like, the tight end is cheaper than the wide receiver because Jamar Chase is going to break the bank as soon as he's eligible. Um, but also, I... There are two things that I look for in a number one pass-catching option, all right? One is production. Let's, I mean, let's the, the basic, right? Catch the ball, gain yards, score touchdowns. Both of them do that at a very high level, okay? I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Jamar Chase isn't uh, impacting the game with his ability to catch the ball. But the second thing you need from your, 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 your number one pass-catching option uh, is, is attention from the defense. You need them to draw attention. That's what opens up everybody else, right? You double-team the, the number one option. That's one less defender that can stop your, your guys that maybe aren't as good or aren't stars, right? And, and that's a rough way to say it, but aren't stars is, is probably, probably fair, right? So, so for every extra set of eyeballs on Chase, Tyler Boyd doesn't have to work as hard to get open. For every extra set of eyeballs on Kelsey, uh, the, the running game doesn't have to work as hard to block, right? And, and it works both ways. Well, think about this with the tight end. Kelsey gets attention from every defender on the field or every defender that's not a down defensive lineman, right? He might chip a defensive end, so they have to know where he is. He might be covered by a linebacker with a safety over the top. They have to know where he is. He's going to be covered by safeties. He's going to be covered by corners. He's going to be covered by nickel corners. So everybody is going to have to be aware of where he is and at some point in time is going to have to concern themselves with him. If you're a, a true number one outside wide receiver, corners and safeties right linebackers are like geez our secondary's got a hard time today they're gonna have to guard that guy thank goodness i never have to like that's the difference here and and last year is is gonna annoy the heck out of me last year's super bowl because last year's super bowl where the rams won was the first time in a long time that the the super bowl wasn't won by a team with an elite tight end and matter of fact, if you, you can go, again, last year notwithstanding, which sounds very convenient, even the teams that are losing in the Super Bowl have elite tight ends, right? You look at the, the Eagles when they won. Ertz was as good as anybody. Uh, Gronk with all of the Brady teams, whether they're Patriots or Bronco, or, uh, Broncos, goodness, Buccaneers. Uh, you look at Kelsey winning with the, the Chiefs, appearing in another. Kittle with the Niners, the, the Garoppolo years. Um, the, the, good tight ends have made it to the, 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 the biggest stage kind of a lot more often than the best wide receivers, right? Again, last year you could say Cooper Cup bucked the trend, but Devontae Adams not getting there very often. Um, you know, the, DeAndre Hopkins not getting there very often. Julio Jones not getting there very often. There's a lot of good wide receivers. Randy Moss, right? I had to go to Brady and Gronk to get to his Super Bowl, and they, they didn't win it. Like the Terrell Owens, I could keep going. The, it's been a long time, long time, since the number one wide receiver in the league was turning his team into a contender. It has not been that long, matter of fact, if Kelsey does it this year, where the number one tight end takes his team to a Super Bowl. So when I'm asking, pick your weapon, right? When I'm asking, do you, do you want Kelsey or Chase? I think it's fair to say I want Kelsey. Now, 
that's not to say the Bengals should like move on from Chase, right? That uh, I, I I still think Chase, you could make it to the Super Bowl with that guy, especially with Burrow throwing it to him. That connection is special, uh, just like the Mahomes Kelsey connection is special. I just want to make sure uh, someone like Kelsey or Kittle even they don't have their accomplishments overlooked because they don't fit the mold as a number one wide receiver. Right? Devontae Adams makes $28 million. Tyreek Hill makes $30 million, highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. Meanwhile, Kelsey and Kittle are like, yeah, I'd love to get into the high teens. It just seems like something's off about that, especially when you're sitting here going to the AFC Championship game and I'm saying I'd rather have the tight end. And And... I guess I'd rather have Chase also because he's on a rookie contract, but eventually when you have to pay him $30 million a year, it's going to be more difficult to build around. It's going to be more difficult to build around. Let's go to the call-in line. Roland in Williamsburg has some, uh, has some comments on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we were talking earlier about his potential uh, to end up back with the Jets. So uh, Roland in Williamsburg, thank you for calling in. What do you got for us? Um, hello, how are you doing today? Doing well. What's your take um, on Rodgers? I feel, I feel that as long as he comes with the right chemistry and the right mindset, it could work out with New York or if he stays at Green Bay. Because the main thing about Rodgers is he has all the potential, not the problem. It's the mindset because when he was at Green Bay, he was complaining about the young wide receivers, but he wasn't willing to work with them. So when he comes to the Jets, he's going to have to work with these guys, get to know these guys. As long as you do that, I think he might. I mean, I think they have a great shot. They just got a good defense, but you mm-hmm. still got to have the right mindset and the right chemistry. So, thank you for taking my appreciate call. Appreciate it, Roland. Of course, thank you very much for for, for the call in. And it is a good point. And that's kind of what I was talking about, right? Um, there was even with with Matt Lafleur when he took over as coach, there was a, a getting to know you period. The young wide receivers, there seems to be a getting to know you period. You can go back and watch Devontae Adams, right? His first couple years weren't. Uh, as dynamic, and I think it was his third year, suddenly it was, oh, by the way, you know, the second-round pick from three seasons ago, he's kind of the best wide receiver in the league. Um, there's, there's an on-ramp with Aaron Rodgers, and there's no time for on-ramps anymore. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. If he goes to the Jets, he better be all in on getting to know his teammates, learning the offense, getting, gaining chemistry. But, you know, the guy wants to win, and I think he's going to understand he can't show up the day before training camp with a new team and have everything work. At least – I would make sure he knows that before I trade for him. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. You can keep the calls and texts coming, 757-687-9494. That's the call line. That's also the text line, 757-687-9494. We are live at Chartway Arena, the home of ODU Monarchs basketball. Women's basketball is uh, coming up later today right here in Chartway. They're hosting Texas State. So if you're in the area, think about making it out here for the game. When we come back, Scott Rowland is officially a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. If some of you are saying who's Scott Rowland, that's probably the problem we're going to address coming up next. Sixty feet, six inches, one hundred yards, or five hundred miles. No matter the distance, travel it with us on the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. 
Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. Before we move on to a Hall of Fame debate, let's get to a surefire Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers. Right? He, he's, there's a lot of, of clues being left around thinking maybe the Jets are going to end up are going to end up with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. We've heard some strong opinions from the listener line about why uh, Aaron Rodgers will not have success. But in in the Jets' defense, many of the callers, it sounded like they didn't think Aaron Rodgers was going to be successful anywhere. They, right. they, they were anti-Rodgers. Uh, let's go to one that, that might be a little bit more uh, complimentary. We'll find Rob in Chesapeake uh, on the number. Call in at 757-687-9494. Rob, thanks for calling in. What do you got? Hey, Tim, thanks for hearing me out here. I'm a Jet mm-hmm. fan. I've been a Jet fan since Richard Todd. I mean, I've seen it all. I've seen a lot of stuff. And okay. to me, Aaron Rodgers going to New York, I mean, forget about Green Bay. We've seen that story a million times. They're going to blow it in the playoffs. It's boring. Aaron Rodgers has got a chance to go to New York. The press isn't going to intimidate this guy. He's a star. He's been a star for over a decade. He can go in there. He knows it's towards the end of his career. And he's going to go in there with an offensive coordinator that he's familiar with. And receivers, I mean, you got to look at this Carrie Wilson kid and Elijah Moore. And they've got a few other kids out there. And don't forget, if Brees Hall gets back and the offensive line is somewhat intact, they've got an opportunity, more opportunity than he would have in Green Bay by far. Plus, he's got a defense and a coach, oh, I hate to say it, who's absolutely going to listen to him. <laughs> you know? All right. This is, yeah. this look, is look. what he's Oh, all right. Uh, I, what I was going to ask, as a matter of fact, we'll just have the conversation. Appreciate the call, and it was a good call. Uh, I did have to just look up while you were talking who Richard Todd is. Uh, Alabama quarterback from, from a little back in the day. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama native. Did play for the Jets from 76 to 83. So uh, the caller's been a fan for a while. Um, here's The question I was going to ask was, does it feel bit at, at all like when Brett Favre went to the Jets? Now, obviously, Brett Favre wasn't – as recently an MVP as Rodgers was when he moved to the Jets. I, I, and we're seeing this on the text line, and I'm not going to credit like anyone because it's come in a bunch of times. But we also saw Peyton Manning to the Broncos as an example. And I feel like those are the two like spectrum, right? It could be like Peyton Manning going to the Broncos where you take an older quarterback with all the experience in the world, you drop him onto a team with a ton of young talent, and there's, there's not just Demarius Thomas and Julius Thomas. There's Eric Decker. You maybe bring a Welker, which would I would guess would be like Randall Cobb. Uh, you, have, you have a, a lot of talent, great defense, and, and boom, right? It all mixes together to make a, a lovely team. The other option is Brett Favre going to the Jets, which is you take a quarterback that's a little past his prime, you put him on a team that's desperate for the quarterback that they were in their prime, and it doesn't work out as well. Old guy gets beat up, and, and injuries and – all kinds of crazy things happen. So there's there's two ends of the spectrum uh, of, of past similarities or similar situations, and I I, I, I we just don't know which one it's going to be. The Jets would be banking all of the, like their careers essentially on it being Peyton Manning to the Broncos, and if it ends up being Brett Favre to the Jets, then they all are you know updating the resumes. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, ninety four point one. I want to talk a bit about Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland is officially a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer soon, right? He's, he's got the votes. 75% of the votes from the Baseball Writers Association of America. He's in, just has to wait for the induction. Uh, it'll be a very interesting induction ceremony. It'll be just him and McGriff. 
Uh, Fred McGriff got in on the Veterans Committee, which can we just point out that the Hall of Fame induction voting processes make no sense? None. Uh, The fact that McGriff went 10 years and didn't get in on the ballot and then suddenly there's like 16 people that are just like, no, actually we do want him in, makes very little sense to me. It happens in football too. Someone will not get in, not get in, not get in, and then they'll be like, Veterans Committee puts him in. I don't even know what that means. Uh, That's side, side upset. Side anger. Um, Scott Rowland's not a Hall of Famer. Is kind of what I and, – and this is the definition of Ring of Honor complex. He's a very good player. If he had stayed with Philly his whole career, he'd be in their Ring of Honor. If he had been drafted and, and developed by the Cardinals, he'd be in their Ring of Honor. He's a multiple, multiple-time All-Star. He's a really good player. He's not a Hall of Famer. And uh, Mike Greenberg of Greeny thinks we've reached the point of no return. I don't want to rain on the parade of a, of a, of a man who gave a, a, a day's work for a day's pay. He was certainly a very good player. It's not his fault he wasn't a better player than he was. And it is in his fault that Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and, and Alex Rodriguez and Roger Clemens aren't in the Hall of Fame. He did everything right. But the reality is, I feel like we have finally reached the point, to, to use the, your favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber song, mm. we have reached the point of no return. When we are putting in Scott Rowland and Barry Bonds and Alex Rodriguez are not in, we have reached critical mass. We, we, are in a, we are in catastrophe mode. Here's the thing. And, and I think Greenberg was caught in the same place I'm caught in, which is you don't want to rain on somebody's – like this is probably one of the cooler weeks of Scott Rowland's life. And he seems like a guy that shouldn't have that, that parade rained on. Um, but the other thing is there's no bigger honor in sports for the best players of all time than the Hall of Fame. Right. So the bigger that group is, the more inclusive that group becomes, the less exclusive and less special it is for the all time greats. And I'm not sure if we want to prioritize making Scott Rowland feel special over making sure that like Hank Aaron knows he's special. Right. Or the 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 true, obvious, super duper Hall of Famers. So I have a solution, right? I, don't, I try not to just be a problem guy. I try to be a solution guy. I have a solution. We as a sports community, and this goes for every Hall of Fame, need to be much more in line to celebrate. We need to celebrate much more often uh, Hall of Fame finalists. We need to mention it when we introduce somebody. It needs to be a, a compliment when we say Hall of Fame finalist. Similar to... If you ever see like a like a someone that's nominated for an Oscar doesn't win, you don't act like, geez, this never got in the Oscar club. Instead you say, Oscar nominated actor, Oscar nominee, and it's like it's a piece of, of uh uh pride. It, it's it's an honor. So what we need to do is make it so Scott Rowland, Hall of Fame finalist, right? Made it to the final, whatever the twenty people that they get to vote on, never reached seventy five percent, but Hall of Fame finalist. And that way, he gets celebrated. We can, we can have a big thing for him. He gets, to, to do, uh, gets honored for his great career, but we aren't watering down the honor that we gave Willie Mays, the, the honor that, that Babe Ruth and, and all of the, the true legendary greats of the game have. It, that way, it's not a point of shame or contention that they didn't get in. It's a point of pride and, and awesomeness that they were finalists. But until we, we, we reframe that, Everyone's going to feel like, well, we have to eventually get rolling in. 
because, you know, he got 72% of the vote, and what's 72, 75? We have to eventually get it in. When instead it should be like, hey, Roland was a finalist. That's how he should be introduced. Just like, again, some of the best actors of all time never won a, uh, their Oscar nominated. Like that, uh, you see that 80 for Brady m- movie? Come yeah. Out? They have the four ladies. I don't know which one it is, but th- when they're doing the intros, it's like uh, Jane Fonda, Oscar winner, uh, uh, Sally Fields, Oscar winner. One of them's Oscar nominated. They still put it up there, Oscar nominee. They don't, they don't ignore it. They don't go like Kids' Choice Awards. No, they throw Oscar nominee. <laughs> nominee. That's what they should do. Sorry, Scott Rowland. Congrats. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. Uh, it is a Thursday. The NFL is still being played. We need to get to a snake draft. We are getting down to the nitty-gritty. Either Robbie or I will be eating the super-duper hot wings live on air that everyone can make fun of us uh, for the, the, the way we struggle. So snake draft coming up next. The Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Snake draft, snake draft, snake draft, snake draft. Ah! It's the Snake Bit Snake Draft on the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Snake Draft here on the Tim Donnelly Show. It's fairly simple. By the way, we are live at Chartway Arena, the home of ODU Monarchs basketball, women's basketball game, taking place right here in this very building. Later tonight, they're hosting Texas State. So make your way on out here if you want some uh, some high-quality college basketball entertainment tonight. Uh, the men for ODU are at South Alabama later tonight as well. You can hear that right here on ESPN Radio 94.1. Uh, right now, you can hear a snake draft. Now, if you don't know what's riding with the stakes of this snake draft, uh, they're very simple. Robbie and I have been snake drafting players every Thursday to score touchdowns. It's the world's easiest fantasy football to follow along with. One touchdown one point and we've been tallying points all year so you draft on thursday for players to score either on thursday night football or since thursday night football has come to a close uh that that weekend so we can draft this week out of either the nfc or afc championship games uh and whoever wins the season-long tally gets to watch the other on air eat the hottest hot wings that we can find we will track we will search high and low to get super duper atomic hot pepper wings and uh and they will have to be eaten on air uh, Robbie, with that being said, what is the season-long tally? Tim, you've got 33, and I have 27. You gained one on me last weekend. Very much. Thank you to Travis Kelsey and Jamar Chase. Now, this week, who gets a draft first? I got the number one pick, Okay. and I'm going to pick Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I think with we don't obviously know what's happening with Patrick Mahomes, if this is a scare tactic. Either way, I think Travis Kelsey is going to be find a way to get open Always seems to, and, and when he gets open, he seems to find the end zone. Give me Travis Kelsey as my number one pick. Uh, my number one pick, I am going to go with, obviously I would have gone with Kelsey. He's been good for me this year. Uh, give me Jamar Chase. I'll, I'll, I'll go back yep. to, to, that, to that well one more time. Um, although I do think that the, the Chiefs defense has a, a little more bite than they're being given credit for. Uh, Jamar Chase will be my first pick, and I'm going I'm to stick – I like to diversify teams, but there's only four teams left. So I'm going to stick with the same team. Give me Joe Mixon. Uh, I think uh, those two are easily the most likely scorers on their team, and I think their team could put up some some points. All right, give me Devontae Smith as my second pick. He scored a touchdown last week. I know A.J. Brown came up and, and said he wanted more more catches, maybe a little frustrated. 
Maybe that gets him another, some more touches. I don't know, but Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts throws on the ball. He catches the ball, it seems like, a thousand times a game. And then give me CMC. He's been good for me this year for at least one. I know he's he's battling I say, a not, not practicing a, again today. A, he's battling a calf injury, but I do believe the rest will help him. And I think he's going to be a go-to target for Brock Purdy on Sunday. All right, hold on. I got. I'm doing this by paper this time, so I gotta I gotta find what you just picked and cross them off. Uh, very high high tech deal here. Um, see, I don't I don't love picking touchdown scores against Philly or San Fran because their defenses are so good. Um, but I also have no idea <laughs> who would score for the Chiefs if it's not Kelsey, uh, simply because they, they have like too many. Um, so so I'm, I'm give me Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be much more likely to run this week. Uh, I think he's going to feel a little bit more comfortable doing so. They won't be ahead by as much. They'll be more do or die. Uh, and also... That Niners defense is, is very good, so they're going to pull out all the tricks. And, and down on the goal line, I think Hurts getting into the end zone is a good bit, good pick. Um, and and then give me George Kittle. Yeah. Uh, Purdy's safety blanket is going to be going to be necessary in this one. Again, the the Philadelphia defense is good, uh, but but give me Kittle. All right. So if you're picking Kittle, you know what? I know I just said that. You know. You know what? Just give me AJ Brown. Give me uh, AJ Brown. I was hoping to sneak him back based on what you said. Yeah, give me AJ Brown. Uh, hopefully, Jalen Hurts uh, hurt him, and hopefully, he gets him some touches. I think AJ Brown's obviously very, very good, and he did not have a touchdown last week. I think Jalen Hurts tries to make that up to him this week. Again, going up against a, a very tough San Francisco defense. It's going to be difficult, but I think it can happen. And then for my final pick. This is a hard one, but give me Joe Burrow. Mm. I think you know he—he's not had, even on my board. He's had you know some QB sneaks. If they get up to the inch yard line, I don't think they go with Mixon. I think they kind of try to sneak it in there. They've done that in the past couple of weeks where they try to get up to the line real quick, run it in, and when you're within that one yard line, I think a QB sneak is inevitable. And so give me Joe Burrow as my final pick. You know, I'll tell you this, Tim. I didn't even have him on my board. <laughs> Until just now, but I thought about it. I was you like, I, I don't you, like this other person that I have available. I got to go Joe Burrow. Sorry. You know it's a panic pick when it's not even on your board. Nope. You're just throwing all plans to, to the <laughs> caution to the wind. Um, final pick, couple options here. Uh, I don't want to be too heavily invested. See, I don't like some of these. Gosh, I don't like these games for, for touchdown scores. Um, Tim, you can always say that nobody's going to store. Nobody's going to score. Could and be. just put it out of the water altogether. Just Wrap things nope. up before the Super Bowl. Nah, that seems a little crazy. <laughs> um, Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. I'm going to go a little, little off the, the beaten path here. Isaiah Pacheco, I, I think with with uh, with Mahomes' injury, they're not going to sneak him at all. I think that's obvious. So if they are down on, like, the one-yard line, they're going to try to power it in. It's not going to be with the quarterback sneak. It's going to be with Pacheco. Uh, so I think Pacheco gets a short one, um, and I'm not confident in that. Uh, other options, I had Miles Sanders. I, I, like, I did have him. I like Miles Sanders to score, but I already had Jalen Hurts, so I'm hoping that every time they're on the goal line they go Jalen Hurts. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is on my, my board. I thought Christian McCaffrey was, was – I thought that injury was going to be like, oh, it's an opportunity for Elijah Mitchell to take those goal line carries. Uh, but then 
Elijah Mitchell's not practicing today either. So, I, I, and I'm not willing to go like Tyrion Smith Davis or whoever the, the other guy is. Uh, no Debo from either of us. No Debo. I had Brandon Ayuk on my list. Didn't have Debo on my list. Yeah. I uh, mean, I, I would trust Ayuk more now than I would Debo. Debo didn't practice. It was a scheduled day off for him yesterday. A lot of days off for the 49ers offensive I, weapons. Actually, it might not have been a bad move with both running back injuries to go Debo. He might be playing a little bit more running back, right? La- last game of the NFC playoffs. Can't hold anything back now. Good point back there. Uh, but I did not. I did not go Debo. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. I like. I, I love his ability to get open in a phone booth. Uh, T. Higgins, great player. I just. I had Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. Didn't want my whole team to be Bengals. Hayden Hurst has been good for Joe Burrow this year. Hayden Hurst. So I just didn't want my team to be all Bengals because it. Like I actually think Kansas City is going to win the game. Right. So I can't. I can't. <laughs> logically say Kansas City's going to win the game and then look down at my five picks and have four Bengals. That just that doesn't add up in my, my brain. So I, I limited myself to two, Chase and Mixon. Uh, the teams are, for those of you that have been keeping track, uh, Robbie had the first pick. He walked away with Travis Kelsey, Devontae Smith, Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, and Joe Burrow. Uh, I took the second pick and in snake draft fashion doubled up with Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, Jalen Hurts, George Kittle, and Isaiah Pacheco. And we'll see. Again, one touchdown, one point in our uh, our little snake draft game here. And how much would you be willing to concede? Like, if I if you get down ten, are you going to call it a, a wrap before the Super Bowl? I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh-huh. because I may have something up my sleeve for the Super Bowl potentially to to maybe make the stakes a little bit interesting. Okay. If I want to try to get back into it again, I'm not going to reveal those plans now. But I'm, I'm all ears. But we'll, we'll see when, 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 uh, when if it's necessary. You know, I, I could I could score six touchdowns this week. We're not even talking about that. We're talking going to the Super Bowl tied up. So I'm Good. not I'm not losing hope yet, Tim. De- definite possibility. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, ninety four point one. We'll post those two rosters on our, on our Twitter page at ESPN Radio nine four one, and uh, you can vote for who's going to score more touchdowns this week, just as we've been doing all season. Uh, we're take a break when we come back. In about 90 seconds, uh, there's a matchup that everybody is overlooking, right? There's a lot of talk about, uh, like, uh, A.J. Brown and, and, and Jalen Hurts against the San Francisco defense. There's a lot of talk about Burrow against Mahomes. Nobody's talking about Brock Purdy versus the Philly fans. That matchup coming up next.